0: The following program is sponsored by Lindus Construction. This is the WCCO Home Improvement Show, brought to you by Lindus Construction. One call one contractor. Linda's construction provides Minnesota and Wisconsin with the best products and workmanship. They provide leaf guard gutters, asphalt roofing, metal roofing, season guard replacement windows, exterior siding, remodeling, new construction and more. If you've got questions, they've got answers this hour. Here's Denny Law and Andy Lindis. Yes, indeed, we're back at it. Always welcoming your home improvement questions by phone or by text or, or and or 651-989-9226. Is the phone number? Text number is eight one eight zero seven. Good to see you, Andy Lindis. Good to see you. Yeah, and you brought a, a, a pal of ours here today.
1: I did. I did. You know, uh, I was I was out last week on on spring break with my family down visiting mom and dad. At oh their, yeah, they're they're they they winter in Florida. Yeah, so we were hanging out with them and i 'm hearing back home uh, from my brothers, uh, just going from basement to basement and attic to attic with the amount of melt that was happening, the amount of like window wells were flooding, sub pumps were failing and, and
0: sometimes uh, first time uh, homeowners in twenty plus years never had a wet basement suddenly boom suddenly
1: boom uh, and it was just one of those years where everything aligned to make it the conditions were just perfect to to have like like you said, things that were usually dry were, were pretty wet and. They wanted to get into my house to to check it because they knew I was gone no matter- yeah. You know you don't have to worry about that. Uh, my buddy uh, Jesse Treble from Safe Basements hooked me up a couple years ago. I have the battery backups. I got a water sensor down there. My phone is going to let me know if anything bad is happening in my house. We are we're good to go over in Woodville, and which led me to calling Jesse, who we have in studio today from uh, SafeBasements.com. Going, I bet your phone is uh, ringing off the Non-stop. hook. Nonstop. I just wanted to hear what what he had going on. He goes, Yeah, you you haven't heard the half of it. His guys are are busy i'm I'm sure you've been in more basements that are wet right now than you have in a long time and it's uh i bet you it's been fun to go back and uh and know that your customers are pretty well taken care of
2: even with how much water's coming in your stuff's been keeping up oh yeah absolutely well thank you guys it's great to be here uh but yeah our phones have been blowing up it's been kind of the perfect storm with all the snow and the melt and then we had the rain and uh You know, the water just couldn't flow away from the houses like it should, and that was just a big part of it. And uh, so we're doing a lot of emergency services just to help folks get their sump pumps going and get things running, even temporarily, just to get them through this process. Jesse,
0: have you ever seen anything quite like this perfect
2: storm? Uh, You know, there's been similar years, years. but this one is, is extra- you know, there's just a lot of people really needing help, and and yeah, our existing customers, you know, we're getting a lot of thank you notes. You know, they're talking about how, yeah, we're fine, uh-huh. and uh, so that really that that goes a long ways. That feels good.
0: So if you have a, you know, a typical home improvement question, uh, certainly uh, you can we'll feel we'll those for you. But if you have specifically basement type of questions, if you were one of those with a wet basement, maybe still have it, uh, call us or text us. Jesse Treblin from safebasements.com along with Andy Lindis this morning. Um, what, what's the worst uh, situation that you, you and your people have seen, and Andy, too, so far this year as far as damage?
2: Well, you know, the ones that really get me is, you know, people spend a lot of money remodeling the basement, and mm-hmm. it just, and you walk in there and there's six inches of water, and and... Their kids are, you know, their bedrooms. They're moving everything out of there. Everything's up on blocks, and they're moving. Things are sitting out in the yard, and the garage is full just because all their stuff got wet. And yeah, it's good luck finding a mini storage that's open yeah. right oh, now. Uh, as well, it's just Those, sad to see.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah I can imagine six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Again, text number is eight one eight zero seven. Andy, a text says this: I need new energy efficient windows and attic air sealing with improved insulation but can only afford one project at a time what should be done first what do you think what would you guys
1: do you know it really would depend on the exact situation uh and i would like to say if we come out and look at all of those things we're going to be able to tell you i would start here and we could phase this project or we could look at different financing options that we have available as well but um it could be that maybe it's just one or two windows in addition to the attic air sealing. Maybe you don't do the entire house with windows. It could be a combination of all of those things. It really would, depending on what's exactly happening in the house. Sometimes attic would air, attic air sealing help? Yes, but maybe the windows would would help more or vice mm. versa. I, I really don't know. It and would, you would
0: be doing testing?
1: Yeah, we'd be that. doing all the testing and letting you know this is this is the worst culprit of your house. I would t- I would at least start here and... And, and go from there. And But you have to be careful when, when you're picking and choosing all of these things, sometimes not doing everything and just picking and choosing. Uh, for instance, uh, say we're looking at somebody's attic, and um, they maybe may not have a vapor barrier at all, and they don't want to do any attic air sealing. They just want to add insulation to their attic. Chances are they're going to make it worse then, and I've seen a lot of that. Happen this past winter. All they did was create a different type of thermal barrier. They didn't do anything with the water vapor and the moisture that was getting into the attic and can actually make the dew point easier to reach. So frost and things like that are happening a, a, a little bit more. We've been, we've seen more than more than we should of stuff like that happening this year. And One, granted, this year really does show us how houses fail, and I'm telling you, the story-and-a-half homes that we see a lot of with the knee walls and, and things of that nature here in, uh, in the Twin Cities and why architects chose that style of home to build up in the north here. It makes no sense to me. It's one of the hardest ones to ventilate and insulate properly, and I, I really come to the conclusion that the only way I could guarantee that ice dams wouldn't occur on a house like that would be to in the knee wall area we're going to be spray foaming three walls and we're actually going to be cutting off the upper top upper part where that Some people like the dense pack, but I probably wouldn 't do that i would I would seal it off entirely and then hopefully go with a gable vent system one on one side and a power vent on the other, and then I would take off the entire roof, put on a fall stack, put down three inches of foam, and then some type of roofing over the top of it it 's not a cheap fix you 're talking thirty thousand dollars somewhere in there to do something like that on that type of home, but that would that is the only way going forward. I will tell people that this will fix your house. All of the other measures, anything else you do, it's just not going to be enough. I haven't seen it be enough, and the houses I've done that to, no problems whatsoever, regardless of whether I put a metal roof or an asphalt roof up on that up on that upper roof, no ice dams. If we have that false deck that has air movement and three inches of foam and a gable vent, and we spray foam the knee walls, there's a lot of steps well, you have I to take, in, take for, for a place like that. Yeah.
0: Uh, if you just joining us, Andy Lindison studio, but he has also uh, brought with him Jesse Treble from safebasements.com. If you have, especially today, any kind of a basement question, yeah. if you've had problems, uh, he's the guy you want to chat with uh, And at uh, safebasements.com. Jesse's with us the rest of the hour. I'm thinking, I should know this, but is, in new construction, uh, are there always sump pumps or do they still build homes without a sump area?
2: Well, it really depends on the builder, but, you know, they always put a sump basket in, but not necessarily a sump pump, and uh, so if you don't have one and you have some water coming yeah. in, that's a definite first step is get a good sump pump What in there. Uh,
0: what, what, what type of job for somebody who does not have a sump pump? I mean, if it's, uh, I mean, we have it at our house, but I mean, how do you, if for those that don't have anything like that, is that a big project?
2: No, it's not terrible at all. Um, A lot of builders already put the plumbing in, so they're ready to be hooked up. So that helps a lot. Uh, But otherwise, even if that's not there, it's not a terrible job. We do them all the time, and homeowners can do them themselves or a plumber. They could hire a plumber to do it. Okay. But, uh, you know, it's it's really a good investment to get a quality pump, and there's a lot of not-so-quality pumps. Are there there. really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so just for the price difference – it really, it's worth it to put something in with a good alarm, like Andy was talking about. You can get Wi-Fi dialers that'll tell you if it's failing. It'll tell you how often it's cycling. Uh, you can get all kind. Of, you just download a simple app, and you have all the information you need. Because Isn't that amazing, oh, it's crazy. <laughs> smart homes. I know. Yeah. And, you know, what we saw a lot of was frozen discharge lines. So the pumps were working Oh, good. I've heard that story. But, you know, they're just running against a solid block of ice and, and heating up the water. You actually see steam coming out of that sump basket, and it's, it's a crazy thing to see. So maintenance is huge. Just making sure the thing runs and the water can get away from the house, and, and it's that's a big part of it.
0: Uh, Jesse, I know you and your, fam- uh, your business, uh, you know, c- can straighten out bowed, basement uh, foundations things like that but a texter says uh if i can read this the slabs on my patio besides raising the slabs with foam is there a way to lower slabs to make them flush
2: well it's tough to lower them you know it's Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to raise them where they where they sunk so yeah short of taking it out uh really raising the low side is is the best option
1: yeah, I wonder with the there was a, the lack of snow cover that we had and how deep the frost actually is this year, which seems to be, I know when I was doing the putting the temper heat in that garage I was building in December, I still had it was like twenty three inches of frost then that we were taking out. Granted, this was a a newly it was like eight feet of fill that was brought in, so it was pretty new uh-huh. that might pretty wet, so it might have froze a little bit more than 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 ordinary areas, but the lack of snow cover and how much frost is in there now. And I know what we've had to take out with, uh, with our deck guys, where we, we have little, uh, little frost blankets we can put down and we run a little temporary heater underneath them to, in order to be able to put footings in. I'm thinking that this spring you're going to get a lot of these types of phone calls where things start to heave and come up and front entries and sidewalks and aprons. And it, uh, it could be a, a rough year for, for people that have that, those type of issues.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Things are really moving around. Uh, you know, at our shop, at, at the Safe Basement shop, our sewer actually froze up. And we've hmm. been there for a lot of years and never had that happen. But it's just an example of how deep the frost is going. Yeah, and then we went and we, we moved some snow and there was literally no frost. We could just dig a shovel right in the ground under this big pile of snow. It was a six-foot pile of snow. Huh? So it's amazing how that insulates. Big but when you yeah. think about How deep the frost is going in some areas. In some areas, there's no frost at all. And you look at water, path of least resistance. It always seeks the lowest level and follows path of least resistance. Well, Mm -hmm. it's not going to go down where the frost is, but it may go along adjacent to the walls where there is no frost and there's a big snow bank. I'll tell you what,
0: let's take a quick break. We have more show to come by inviting our listeners to join in. If you have uh, any kind of home improvement question, especially since Jesse's here, if they have a question about your basement... 651-989-9226 or send us a text, 81807. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show, brought to us every week by our friends at Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. In studio with us today, Andy Lindus and Jesse Treble from safebasements.com. Any kind of home improvement questions, call it in or text it in. Uh, The text number, by the way, is 81807. Uh, Jerry is calling from St. Paul. Let's get Jerry's uh, question answered here. Jerry, thank you. What's your question?
3: Yes, sir. Uh, Gentlemen, this is for any of you guys to answer my question, particularly uh, Jesse. But I have a a basement that was built in 1940. The walls are pretty dry, but I have hairline cracks, and water is uh, coming up through the cracks in the floor. Now, I did get a brochure from Sherwin-Williams. It's called Miracle Bond. It's a polyurea. Joint filler, so it says here if I grind out the cracks and then fill them, then I can shave this product and paint over it. Jesse, do you think that that would work uh, on my, the cracks in my basement floor since there's really not a lot of pressure there?
2: Well, I think that would help for some things like radon and uh, aesthetic reasons, but really when you're battling hydrostatic pressure, high water, table pushing, it it, it won't hold up. You really need to drain tile below that floor, and lower the water table and relieve that hydrostatic pressure and drain it to a good sump system. 651, thank you, Jerry. 651
0: is our phone number. Um, we have a bunch of texts, as you can see, Andy. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to ask you, too, we've got uh, some specials. This is still March. Uh, we've got windows to talk about, leaf guard gutters. A friend of mine just stopped me yesterday Wanted my real opinion about leaf guard gutters, so I spent the next 20 minutes talking about leaf guard gutters. I said, You don't want that other stuff. Uh, and he, I think he said he saw uh, trees and stuff growing out of his open gutters. You know, it, you've seen that a lot, right? But what do we have for specials going on?
1: Uh, right now, uh, at the end of home show season here, we're still running free installation labor on leaf guard, season guard windows, and GAF asphalt roofing. So all you have to do is uh, call in March to get that estimate, and we'll make that happen.
0: 1 uh, 800 Leaf Guard, of course, is the uh, easiest number to remember. Uh, if you're just joining us, Jesse Treble from safebasements.com is also with us. And if you have any kind of a basement type question or sump pump or things like that related, uh, call us uh, or uh, send us a text, too. Uh, here's a text there. Let's get to it that came in a couple of minutes ago. Uh, text says, Have drain tile and a sump. Sump did not work until I walked into four inches of wet, soaked items and carpet. Open the lid put the hand down in cold water, and jiggled it, started working immediately, Uh, checked the output drain outside, and was all clear. What did I do? Why didn't it work as the sump
2: basket filled up? It worked great last fall. What do you think, guys? You know, we hear about that quite often, and even, you know, sometimes when we're taking phone calls, our our phone answerers just ask, you know, reach in there or take a broom handle or something and nudge it because a lot of times the floats will stick they'll ah. get caught up on the side of the basket, or the switch just didn't fully engage and and it's just kind of sitting there and and, and not doing what it's supposed to do uh, that crud, is the crowd can build up on that stuff too
1: and, oh yeah,
2: yeah. yep, you, you get sand and debris or even toys you know we 'll find a doll oh. stuck in there or something know. You, know, <laughs> you just don't know what you're going to find when you start digging around um but good sump maintenance and that's the advice we've really been giving people is make sure that thing runs before the water starts before the the melt and the rain how would you test it putting a bucket Take a of garden water hose there? or a, a bucket of water and run it in there first clean it out while it's dry oh, get yeah. everything out of there Put some water in there and make sure that pump cycles make sure it turns on it turns off and it's pumping water out and that your discharge and out beyond your discharge there's not a snow bank where it's going to force the water right to the house, make sure it can run away from the house. That's very important.
0: Now, Andy's talked to once in a while about uh, a battery backup uh, mm-hmm. sump T- Explain what that is, what that looks like, and is that available everywhere can you
2: get? Absolutely. Yeah, and, and the switches we use, because there's so many failures with the common, traditional sump pump switch, They, I think they have something like 10,000 throws. That's their... their life expectancy, where the ones we use have a double switch. So if the first one fails, the second one will kick on, and Mm. each one of those, um, their estimated life is a million throws each. And so it's using a micro switch rather than the traditional lever that switches. Okay. And uh, they're super reliable. But battery backups are a great idea.
1: Yeah, that way, even so now, essentially, with the battery backup I got from you and the pump I, I, I have installed from you that I have three fail-safes if that first one doesn't go off. So that, that one, first one has two switches, and the battery backup has two switches. So even if uh, I have a power failure and the float comes up and the one switch doesn't work, the other switch will kick on. So I'm, I really don't have worries about my water coming in because of, uh, of that system. And the main reason I, I got the system installed is when I redid my deck, I redid how the discharge plumbing went, and I may or may not have attached that plumbing properly to the walls. Uh-huh. So every time my old sub-pump uh, would go on, you know, that, that, that motor has, it, it does vibrate a little bit. And it vibrated enough where it did just what you said. And what, this, what I'm guessing happened to um, this texture here is my pump moved over and it pinned the float against the side of the basket. And I called you and I've never had to worry about it ever since. That's Although right. it did take me, I had that bat box I think, in my basement for like six months or so before, <laughs> before, I, before, I, before I installed it. And, and, uh, and I took a lot of heat about that and may still be taking some heat about that. <laughs>
0: we'll talk about that when we break here. <laughs> so stay tuned. We have another half hour of the show to go. Call us or text us with, uh, with your home improvement or basement type of questions here on CCO. Good morning. Welcome back to our Home improvement, improvement Show brought to us every week by our friends at Lindis Construction. Andy Lindis is in his studio and he has brought Jesse Treble from safebasements.com with him. So if you have any kind of a home improvement question along with specifically basement type of questions or some pump type of questions, and this is the day for that. You can call in and ask Jesse your question. Either uh, call it in or send a text to and As you guys see, we have a bunch of text messages. That number, 81807. Um, I don't know, we, we can't really do brands of pumps, but, uh, is there, uh, is there some, generally, uh, you can talk about that a little bit. I know we can't really endorse anything.
1: I can't even remember the name of the brand that, that you sent on me. I didn't, I, mean, you I, could. Did, I, I didn't <laughs> look at it that closely. I'm not going to stop you. I, I didn't look at it that closely. I just trusted that it was the good one because you sent it to me.
2: <laughs> well, we use pro series pumps and, and okay, we've tried every pump out there, every brand. Well, that's good to know. And they're cast iron, stainless steel. They use real bearings. They, just lasts forever. Their switch system is Pro phenomenal. Pro series. Pro series, yep. And so we actually distribute and sell those, and we use them on every installation oh, we do. That's good to know, but too. But like the system you have, Andy, it's the backup pump runs as much as the primary pump. And that mm-hmm. thing will run for a day and uh, uses half the energy most do. Uh, a lot of backup systems are essentially bilge pumps for boats. Yeah. And uh, – you know, a little leak in a boat they can keep up with, but a, a real flowing basement, they can't handle it, you know, mm-hmm. so you need a good system. And like I say, spending a little extra money on a uh, sump system is cheap insurance. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Like, like I said, my... it'll run for a day versus uh, I've seen a, a, a lot of battery
1: backups. I shouldn't say a lot, but I have seen a few battery backups that failed in, you know, hour, two hours or People are looking to get a generator to get to their battery backup because it's it's not running or didn't charge enough or the charger wore out or the battery wore out or they didn't you know there's a lot of things that can go wrong with it and I just know that the the way this system set up I'm you know I'm two years into it I want to say or so now and I really have no worries.
0: Let's go back to the phones. There's a line open at six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Let's talk to Dolores. I think she has some tips or two. Dolores, what's your tip? Hello, Dolores. This is Lois. Oh, Lois. Okay, I'm sorry, Lois. What?
4: <laughs> yeah, um, I I totally agree with what you're saying. But um, I had a malfunction sump pump uh, last fall with two inches of water in my basement with the carpet and stuff. So we got that taken care of. But we did dump water into the uh, buckets of water into the sump pump to see if it would discharge. So this spring, <laughs> when we got all the water, I it was just outside, I'm winded. And my pump pump would go zzz, and then zzz. um I couldn't do anything about it. I was out 2 o'clock in the morning um, shoveling off the downspout, and I couldn't get it at, it at the uh, the discharge pump, and then my son cleaned that out, and it just gushed out, and it's been working ever since. It's still working. So it, it's care and the stuff that we did in the fall and what you have to do in the spring. But that discharge um, um, pipe is probably one of the biggest issues because it was frozen. That's why it wouldn't discharge.
2: Okay. You're okay. absolutely right, yeah. Lois. That, that's great advice. I'll tell you what, if you're looking for a job, we're always looking for good, <laughs> experienced help at safebasements.com. She'd help you out. Yeah. But thanks, Lois. <laughs> Appreciate that. 651-989-9226.
0: Uh, text number is 81807. Let's go to Ron, who's calling from Faribault, I believe. Ron, you are on CCO. Uh,
5: good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, uh, with all the melting of the snow, I've got a few air, <laughs> a few inches of ice on top of the drain where the water comes out. And uh, how does that work? Do I have to clear that off?
2: Absolutely. Uh, are you referring to your discharge line for your sump pump? Yes, I am. Yeah, you definitely want to chip that ice out of there, even take uh, whatever you can do to get rid of the ice, because the pump can't work if it's blocked.
5: Okay. And so in the wintertime, I guess you don't have a worry if it's covered with two feet of snow, because you won't be having any water in your basement anyway.
2: Well, you do want to prepare for when the melt happens and the rain starts. So you'd want to shovel that snow, make sure that discharge line is clear. The same for your gutter downspouts because when the water comes off the roof, you don't want it going against your foundation. You want it to flow away from the house.
0: Okay, very good, yeah. That, you see that a lot, both of you. I'm sure mm-hmm. you see that, that, that things that need to be graded you know, away from. That makes a big difference.
2: Sometimes people have moats around their house. The water's running oh. in the windows. It's just forced right up against the foundation wall, oh. and a lot of times your foundation loses enough heat to where you really never get good frost alongside the wall, and that's the path of least resistance. The sure. water can just flow right in.
1: Well, and, and you can't really blame, blame people, I mean, for the most part. It was you had to go through five feet of snow to get to the back of your house, That's maybe true. where the sub pump is, is. So you haven't been back there since maybe November, and you just don't know. And then all of a sudden, something bad happens. But now with this nice weather, it's a, it's a good time to get out and inspect the entire exterior of your house, look for anything loose, look for any vents that are that are clogged up, look for the discharge pipes, your downspouts, anything that could cause some issue. Window wells that may be filling up that you can get uh, the water out from there, snow away from that. Uh, there's a lot of things uh, that, with a little bit of maintenance this time of year, can can save you in the long run.
0: All right, let's go back to the phones. Rick, I believe, is calling from Brooklyn Center with a question. Uh, Rick, you're on CCO.
3: Good morning, guys. I've been procrastinating for two years. I had a note that said I should call the Jesse Treble from the
4: Safeway basement.
3: And it's like, hey, he's on the show today. I got a call. So back in 1979 when I built my house, my friend was a, a contractor. We worked on it together. And there was a new system back then. When you did your concrete block instead of mortar, mortar, you would just stack the blocks. You know, I've got you know, you know, a five foot wall. I'm only halfway into the ground. You know, five feet of wall. But you stack the concrete block, and then you shim them with uh, fiberglass shims where it was needed. And then there was a concrete fiberglass resin that that you would trowel on the inside and the out. So that was fine to start with. And I had two-by-twos all the way around, holding everything in, except for a six-foot wall by the laundry tub that never had those two-by-twos on the inside. Well, now that section of that concrete wall has pushed in about six inches.
2: Oh, sure. up
3: against uh, the garage, I mean, uh, the driveway. That first course of block wouldn't move in because it's up against uh, the concrete slab, Uh, But what do I do with that that section of wall that's moved in, that half inch?
2: Well, first of all, thanks for calling. I'm glad you got around to it. Um, We use a patented wall anchor system. It's uh, relatively inexpensive, especially as compared to replacing a wall. But once it has cracked and pushed, it's really lost its vertical strength. And so you need to reinforce those walls. Um, the cool thing about our wall anchor system is you can actually pull that wall straight over time. It is guaranteed for life, and like I say, it's very reasonable. So um, we'd be happy to help you with that.
1: That's good. I think uh, what, what you said there is over time, so in on, on certain cases, maybe you can't get the wall to go back to where it originally was. You, you got it to go back a little bit, and you've definitely stopped it from moving in the future. But you're saying maybe six months down the road you can retighten and get it to move even a little bit more and a little bit more over over time,
2: hopefully getting it back to its Absolutely. original spot? Yeah, the biggest part of it is right right away you've uh, brought back that strength that you need. Correct. So the stru- structural aspect is there, so you're not running the risk of the walls falling in which we've seen a lot of this spring. Wow. All that water up against the foundation and the big snow banks. We we were sending our crew out to actually install wall anchors. When he got there, he just sent me a picture of that wall on the basement floor. The whole wall caved in. It was crazy. Um, But, yeah, so what we use is the natural expansion of the soil, the expansion and contraction of the soil. So during dry times, just like – a plant you haven't watered in your house, the dirt all shrinks away from the pot. Same thing happens out adjacent to your basement wall. Uh, so you go through wet, dry cycles, and you just keep tightening up on those anchors, and it'll pull that wall straight. So that's the that? cool part of it.
1: Yeah, it's pretty neat. And once those anchors are in, you're not going to deal with a caved-in wall. Right. It's just, it's just it's, you mean, the amount of earth, when you showed me the system, it made so much sense the amount of earth that would have to move for that wall to come in and the it, it's it's yeah it's pretty it'd be really it'd be almost impossible for it to happen it would be impossible for it to happen
0: yep yep all right That's let's right. go back to the phones guys barbara's calling from maplewood i believe uh, barbara good morning uh, you are good on morning. the cco
5: good morning um i'm i'm in charge of two sump pumps right at the at this point in my life and um don't know much about them but um, we have shoveled where the uh, the drain is so that the exit drains are clear, and they're able to, you know, they're not coming back into the house. And their pumps are both working, but one of them barely shuts off for a couple minutes. And it, there's only about an inch inch of water in the bottom. And it's the the ball that is the floater that is that supposed to be down at the bottom of the of the basket or does it is it supposed to float up or what how does that work?
2: Well, depending on what type you have, if it's a tether switch, it'll it'll be connected to a cord and it'll kind of float up in an arch. And a lot of times they'll get caught on the side of the basket. Otherwise, a lot of floats are, it's on a rod and it floats up and down and it trips a switch. As it floats up, it'll trip a switch. And then as the pump uh, gets rid of the water, it will go back down and trip the switch down to off. So maybe what's happening is it's just not shutting it off. Okay, probably. Probably. That could be. How full does a typical basket have to get before ordinary pumps kick on? They usually about ten inches of water, and they'll pump them down to about two inches. So if she still has two inches of water in there and the pumps running, I'm thinking that the the switch is failing. It's not shutting the pump off. Yeah.
0: Tell you what, guys, let's take a quick break here. We have callers on the line. We have texters as well to help out here on our Home Improvement Show in the Twin Cities. Skies are fair. Our temperature reading 33 degrees. We'll be back on CCO in just a moment. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our Home Improvement Show brought to us by Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. Andy Lindus is in studio with us, along with uh, Jesse Treble from uh, safebasements.com. Boy, you guys are right. A lot of questions about sump pumps, a lot of questions about basements and uh, related problems, especially after this crazy season or seasons that we've had. I don't want to forget our texters either. Uh, Let's grab a couple before we get back to the phones. Uh, It says, hello, I have a 1912 house with limestone foundation. Interior of foundation is peeling. Should I figure out a way to seal the
2: exterior? That comes from Rich in St. Paul. Uh, Well, to seal the exterior, you'd have to excavate. And I never... Recommend excavating mm-hmm. around existing homes because uh, all that sweet. soil has been packing for all those years, and you talk about a path of least resistance. I mean, and then you have uh, landscaping nightmares for the next, you know, five years or so. So scraping those walls off and resealing them on the inside would really be the way to go.
0: A texter says, um, "How do you fix a basement? Uh, the lower walls get discolored slash mold on them. I do have a sump pump." What do you do in a case like that?
2: Well, when you stack blocks, you end up with rows of vertical hollow cylinders. And when the soil is saturated adjacent to that wall on the outside, it slowly seeps into those block walls, and it runs down to the bottom couple and just sits in there. So that's why they're discolored is because they're holding water, and then that creates an opportunity to grow mold. Um, so indoor air quality is huge and making sure that you're not growing mold or having radon issues or any of that in your basement's important. So when we install our waterproofing system, we drain every core and joint of that block wall. So literally not a drop of water can sit in those blocks. So that is the cure is to drain them. And unfortunately, the only way you can do that is to do a full perimeter system, but it is a must okay. and we guarantee them for life, the home and, uh, We send consultants out. We're we're not necessarily doing sales, but we're giving a thorough foundation investigation. So if you have an issue you're worried about, not only will we educate on that and give you advice, you know, it might be window wells or gutters or whatever you might need, we can do a thorough foundation investigation really educate you and let you make some good decisions.
1: I bet you 20 times a year or so we go to jobs that Jesse's guys were at. And their recommendation was your basement's fine, your sub-pump's fine, everything's fine. What you need is gutters. And mm. so they walk away, don't get any money. They're, there's no money in changing hands between us at all, just, just that they found out, yep, everything else is fine, but here's your problem, call these guys. And so I, uh, you got to trust guys like that, that uh, they're not just making up
2: stuff to fix your basement.
0: And Jesse, you and your crews uh, do uh, radon issues too, don't you?
2: Absolutely, yep. Yeah. So we take care of structural issues, water issues, radon, and, and we really we don't want to solve one problem and create another. That's and true. a lot of times it's been industry standards to in, install drain tile systems and create a radon issue. And so we really want to be aware of all the, the symptoms and make sure that we're not creating any issues. Let's go back to the phones. I think
0: Harold, excuse me, in St. Paul has been waiting. Harold, what is your question?
5: You mentioned uh, frozen sewer line. Is there any way to prevent that, or what can be done when it does freeze up?
2: Well, I'm no expert because I had one, and we had to wait for it to just thaw out it on its <laughs> own. So I don't know, to tell you the truth.
1: Um, you know, you, you hear of of people with water lines, and sometimes if it's like a maybe a an old iron sewer line, doing things with a welder to heat them up, and and uh, trying to otherwise digging them up, and and, and putting in a heat lamp or uh, you know, there's a lot of different things people have tried over over the years on that type of stuff. Sometimes you just got to get the expert out there, or wait for the thaw, out or figure out why that it froze in the first place. Sometimes there's extenuating circumstances that lead up to it. But yeah,
2: yeah. How long do you have to wait? Uh, it just recently well, we we only one set of drains in our shop didn't drain, and we just thought, well, we'll wait it out. And it was about three weeks. We did pour a chemical down the drain. as I forget what it was, red hot or something like that. And maybe it just took that long to do it but (laughs) we did hear sewer guys can steam those too they'll run a steam machine up Mm -hmm. the pipe and and you know thaw it out but amazing we just lived with it (laughs) yeah
1: and those are um what about 500 bucks an hour to get a guy like that to come out
2: uh for for
1: you know a five-hour project you're looking at 2500 bucks to get to get it thawed out so you went into the holding pattern i probably would have done the same (laughs)
0: let's go back to the phones i think greg is calling from bloomington Uh, greg uh, what is your question
1: I have a crawl space under my house. It's a four-foot
3: crawl space, and part of it, uh, it's like an extended part that they added onto the house. They just put bad insulation against uh, like a four-foot uh, block wall that they put in there, and the, it's coming down. I mean, the bottom of it, it's got some uh, where the insulation's been wet. It's getting moldy. Yeah. Can a person just take all that out of there? Do you do you have to have insulation against the crawl space wall like that?
1: Uh you don't have to, but it would be very cold without it. And right now that insulation that you have isn't doing anything. It's wet, it's moldy. Um, we run into this situation pretty often and we fixed a lot of houses that way. I, I can think of one daycare in particular that it uh it was it really did change that, that house. And what we did is encapsulated that entire area with spray foam the the ceiling of the crawl space which is the floor of the addition the walls the even the dirt floor we sprayed with spray foam they ran a dehumidification system down there and left that opening open to the rest of the basement so everything was running on the same dehumidification system so i kept the relative humidity down around that 25 percent and they've never had an issue and it's been a much warmer floor but if you don't you don't have insulation in there that crawl space is going to be very very cold and and usually it 's not going as far as your basement uh, i 've seen this in a lot of places, Jesse, where you like walk into the basement and you look into the crawl space it 's basically a like a two foot opening where you have to belly crawl up and into it and it uh, those things are always seem moldy and, and 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 not very well cared for
2: yeah, yeah, they are nasty they 're breeding ground for mold, um, and that's and if they 're open dirt crawl spaces they 're a big radon entry points, so that can be a, a big deal. I've got one sales guy or a consultant that he prides himself on. He belly crawls into the far end of each one of those so that he proves. And then he puts a, a one of his cards up against, he staples that to the rim joist so that the installers know that he was back there. You know? <laughs> he inspected the whole thing. I that.
0: Uh, here's a text, guys. Uh, it says this. I had water come in through my foundation into my family room in the basement. I have cedar paneling, it came in behind the paneling. This is not a common occurrence, maybe three times in 40 years. What would you suggest? Also, do I need to worry about any
2: insulation behind this uh, cedar paneling and uh, mold issues? Absolutely, if you have water coming in through your block wall or poured wall, whatever type of wall it is, it is gonna be saturating your insulation and your wood. Um, so that needs to be addressed. It could be a gutter issue, could be a landscape issue. Um, but a waterproofing system will guarantee for life, no matter what you do, that you won't have that happening again. Texter says this. We only have about a minute to go, guys. I
0: have uh, not heard you talk about a siphon pump backup. What's What's that of it? You heard of that?
2: I have not.
0: I have installed a siphon pump backup, so if the power goes out, the siphon pump, which uses your water system, kicks in.
2: Yeah, they don't work for people in the country, so if you have a well... Um, and the power goes out, the, the well pump won't use it, but they're water, water activated. So essentially it's using your city water to turn an impeller, which then um, in turn pumps the water out of your basket. So it doesn't use power, it uses water. We not have' kind of neat, but they're not super efficient.
0: They're not super efficient. We have about 20, 25 seconds to go. Um, safebasements.com is how they get a hold of you. And if you forget all that, you can just uh, go to 1-800-LEAFGUARD, ask those good folks at Linda's, com, And quickly, what are the deals now on windows, gutters?
1: Free installation on windows, leaf garden, GAF asphalt roofing. And of course, we can always point you at safebasements.com for sub pumps or any of your basement needs.
0: Right. Good to see you, Jesse. Thanks Thank for coming, in, Andy. We'll talk soon.
1: Yes, sir.